Dies ist der Mauticast. Alles über Open-Source-Marketing-Automation mit Mautic. Und das hier ist dein Gastgeber, Eki Gümbel. Ja, genau. Hallo, liebe Leute. Willkommen zum Mauticast Nummer 27. Wir schreiben den 1. Juni. Draußen ist wunderschönes Wetter und bei mir ist der Thomas. <lacht> Moin, Eki. Moin da draußen. Genau. Jetzt hätte ich fast eine lustige Überleitung gemacht. Aber. Ja, Wunderschön. <lacht> genau, wir fangen mal an und zwar ein bisschen Housekeeping. Stopp. Was? Nein, wir Nein? müssen ja noch verraten, worüber wir sprechen. Heute. Ach stimmt, wir sollten auch noch verraten. Ja. Bitte, Eckart. Ja, danke Thomas. <lacht> ja, ähm, 1.6. in diesem Monat kommt die Mautic 4 raus und deswegen haben wir gesagt, es ist allerhöchste Zeit, mal jemanden zu fragen, der sich damit auskennt. Mhm. Und äh, haben die Ruth Chisli, also Mautic-Präsident und Release-Lead für Demotic 4, eingeladen, uns ein paar Worte über die Bitter, den Stand der Dinge zu erzählen und über das, was uns da erwartet mit dem Release. Und dazu also mehr. Und jetzt zurück zum Thema Housekeeping. Ja, genau, Housekeeping, mein Lieblingsthema. Äh, tatsächlich haben wir diesmal zwei Sachen. Wir haben in der letzten Folge, in der Folge 26, über das Tutorial von Joey zum äh, Templating, ähm, E-Mail-Template-Bilder gesprochen und gesagt, das wäre ein kurzes Video. In Wirklichkeit ist es gar nicht so kurz. Es ist 45, Minu 55 Minuten lang sogar. <lacht> Genau, da geht es um dieses Bezahl-Tutorial von Joey ja. zu MGML. Also noch mehr Content für wenig Geld. Ja, da schau auf mein Haupt. Ja, sehr gut. Ja. Genau. Und dann haben wir tatsächlich von dem Chris, Chris Schriever, eine Information bekommen. Wir haben in der Folge 24 über das RSS-to-E-Mail-Plugin gesprochen, dass es auf mauticapps.com für schmales Geld zu kaufen gibt. Und tatsächlich ist das im Prinzip eine Kopie von dem frei verfügbaren Plugin von dem Chris. Genau. Da haben wir eine Folge später gesagt, so hey, hurra, der Chris hat sein GitHub-Plugin mm. auch auf Version 3 aktualisiert, mm. auf Mautic 3. Ja, und ähm, das, was die Kollegen von mauticapps.com da verkaufen, ist genau das. Und mm. äh, noch dazu, mauticapps.com ja, hat den Titel da, Mautic App Store etc. Da haben wir damals ja schon gesagt, ach, mm. etwas windig, nicht so koscher, nicht so gut. Unglücklich. Ja, und jetzt insgesamt natürlich ja, böse und gar nicht gut. Also ich habe den Link aus den Show Notes gelöscht mhm. und da äh, würde, ich glaube auch zu wissen, wer da, dahinter steckt, hinter Mautic Apps. Ähm, mal gucken, vielleicht kommen die ja noch zur guten Seite der Macht, aber ansonsten sind die erstmal raus. Ja, so. ja genau. Ja. Genau, soweit erstmal zum Housekeeping. Dann gibt es ein äh, relativ großes, spannendes Thema, nämlich äh, das Thema Formulare mit WordPress. Ja, genau. Das ist jetzt gar nicht so spannend, aber ein sehr, sehr schönes Thema, denn WordPress ähm, erlaubt natürlich, dass ich Standard-Mautic-Formulare einbinde und mit CSS, mit den üblichen Mitteln, style. Aber für WordPress hat auch sehr, sehr schöne Plugins, was halt schicke, JavaScriptige Formulare erlaubt, also die Ninja-Forms, mhm. Formidable, CF7, wie sie alle heißen. Ähm, die machen natürlich sehr schicke Dinge, die aber auf der anderen Seite nicht mehr Mautic-Formulare sein können. Mhm. Und was tut man da? In der Vergangenheit ähm, hat man sich ab und zu beholfen mit, wir bauen mal ein Plugin, was dann über API und O aus und den ganzen mhm. Krampf äh, das an Mautic übergibt. 
Um, und das ist nicht Fantasie, das haben Leute wirklich gemacht und dann auch wir. Ja. Mhm. <lacht> Dabei ist seit 2016 auch schon dokumentiert eigentlich, dass es einen anderen alternativen Weg gibt, nämlich, dass man eine Mautik beibringt, die Formularresultate weiterzugeben an ein anderes Formular. Mhm. So ähnlich wie wir das mit Mautik ja auch können. Ne? Wir haben eine Formularaktion, die heißt Post Result to Another Form, also Formulareinträge äh, an ein anderes Formular weiterreichen. Ja. Äh, das kann man auch WordPress beibringen mit einer Extension, mit einem Plugin. Und wenn man das dann richtig einrichtet, dann kann man also dem WordPress sagen, okay, nehme du das hier an, schickst dann weiter an Mautic, alles ist gut. Mhm. Das ist, wie gesagt, kein neues Thema, ist jetzt aber mal aktualisiert und gut beschrieben, im Forum nochmal aufgetaucht und daher hier nochmal der Hinweis und der Link, wie immer, in den Show Notes. Ganz genau. Äh, wo du von Forum sprichst, gibt es tatsächlich noch einen weiteren interessanten Beitrag, den wir uns da rausgeholt haben, nämlich Facebook Custom Audience. Ähm, ich habe ja die Möglichkeit, Daten an Facebook zu übergeben, aus dem Segment zum Beispiel, oder die Idee dahinter, um äh, die zu targeten in Facebook, also E-Mail-Adressen zum Beispiel. Genau, also das Thema Custom Audiences in Facebook, also gezielt Leuten was ausspielen oder auch Lookalike Audiences bauen etc. Dazu muss ich halt Daten übergeben, mhm. DSGVO und etc. Alle üblichen Dinge gelten, aber für die Leute, die es wirklich gerne möchten, die können das auch tun. Und zwar haben wir da auch wieder kein Plugin im Mautic, was das direkt macht, sondern man muss eine Verknüpfung herstellen über einen Integrator, zum Beispiel Integromat. Und genau das hat der Patrick Miller. US-Amerikaner, jedenfalls mhm. seines Zeichens, äh, auch wieder in einem Forum zweitmal beschrieben, dass er das getan hat, so zumindest High-Level und ein bisschen hin und her. Und das ist ganz lesenswert für die Facebook-Marketer unter uns. Also schaut euch das an. Genau. Und dann fast der Pick der Woche, hätte ich jetzt beinahe gesagt. Für unsere Feature-Wishlist haben wir uns was rausgepickt, nämlich das Thema Lead-Source-Tracking auch aus dem Forum. Genau. Und das kommt von Ed Hanecker. Und er sagt, ähm, wir können ja UTM-Parameter speichern im Lied. Wir können auch natürlich den Referrer da reinschreiben. Mhm. Aber wir haben nicht so eine Einteilung, wie man die aus Analytics kennt, mit Organic, uh, Paid, Social, Direct oder was auch immer. Mhm. Also die, die Leadquelle nach Kategorie. Und er möchte halt gerne Kampagnen auf sowas aufbauen. Ja. Und ähm, ich glaube, das wäre auch kein, kein großes Ding. Und von daher ein schönes Feature was ich mal mit Daumen hoch oder mit Upvoting meinerseits unterstützt habe und wo ich jeden einladen würde, dasselbe zu tun ja. im Forum in der Feature- und Wishlist-Kategorie. Genau. Jo, und ähm, ein letztes Ding aus dem Forum, ihr merkt, es ist äh, hagelt hier Foren-Sachen. Es gab tatsächlich noch mehr und wir packen noch ein paar in, in, das News, in die Newsletter rein. Aber ein letztes für heute hier. Ähm, als Spin-Off aus dem Mautic Helpdesk Meetup. Das ist dieses regelmäßige Ding, was so ein paar Leute moderieren, aber was im Endeffekt eine Selbsthilfegruppe ist, wo jeder seine Fragen mitbringen kann und dann untereinander Antworten gesucht werden. Also in diesem Mautic, Mautic Helpdesk kam dieses Thema, wie lernt man eigentlich Mautic mhm. am besten? Was muss man denn wissen, um Mautic zu können? Also im Prinzip ein Curriculum oder eine Agenda oder eine Themenliste, mhm. die hat dann Joey als einer der Moderatoren einmal im Forum vorgestellt und gesagt so, was denkt ihr dazu, was muss man noch können und was habt ihr noch für Ideen? Mhm. Und das war ein sehr, sehr schöner Thread im, im Forum, wo halt extrem viel Feedback kam und unter anderem eine riesige Liste vom John Turgey, der 
Langeweile hatte und alle seine, <lacht> seine Mautic-Ressourcen mal in ein großes Google-Spreadsheet eingetragen hat und den Link dazu äh, gepostet hat. Okay. Also wer noch einen Mangel an Ressourcen hat, äh, der kann sich das anschauen. Ansonsten finde ich persönlich auch immer noch die Liste vom Chris Calabro noch immer wertvoll, auch wenn er sie, glaube ich, nicht mehr aktuell pflegt. Mhm. Ähm, ja, also auch das in den Shownotes natürlich. Ja, ganz genau. Und wo du gerade Facebook und Forum sagst, äh, mein persönlicher Wunsch ist, möglichst die Informationen immer an einer Stelle zu haben und das ist tatsächlich ja das Mautic Forum. Deswegen ist mein Vorschlag, alle Informationen und Diskussionen gerne vielleicht auch in eure Facebook-Gruppen oder offiziell als Facebook zu posten. Aber es wäre eine große Hilfe für alle, für die gesamte Community, wenn die Diskussion und auch das, die Topics selber in dem Mautic Forum stattfinden. Ja, insbesondere was Support ist, ist schon besser. Genau an der Stelle, das ist dann halt für die Ewigkeit da und Google kann es initiieren etc. Und in Facebook ist halt dann noch eher verbuddelt. Und ich selber mache es auch manchmal so, äh, wenn ich auf Facebook irgendwas sehe, was ich denke, na, könnte man ja mal beantworten, mhm. dann beantworte ich das im Forum und verlinke im, ja. im Facebook nur darauf und sage, hey, lieber hier. Ne? Ja, wenn die Zeit auch noch da ist, super, weil man dann die Leute ja ein bisschen besser führt, ne? Ja, genau. Ja, also ich verstehe schon, dass es bequemer ist, aber also für manche, die Leute, die in Facebook leben, aber für die Community und für alle anderen ist schon besser, das nicht aufzusplitten. Genau, und wir kommen jetzt zu noch viel mehr Community, nämlich zu Ruth Cheesley, die äh, uns ein bisschen was über Mautic 4 erzählen wird, aber natürlich ihres Zeichens schon lange Community-Managerin bei Mautic ist und seit geraumer Zeit auch ja, Projektleiterin, also Mautic-Chef sozusagen ist hm. und ähm, ja, eine Menge aus dem Nähkästchen zu erzählen hat. Auf geht's. Okay, there we go. Welcome back to the show, Ruth Cheesley. Hey, good to see you. Good to have you. Hello. How are you today? Great, thank you. Enjoying the sunshine here in the UK, finally, oh, after about a here. month of rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been waiting for it, really. Um, yeah, you've been uh, on the show before. This time I asked you if you could speak about Mordic 4, which of course everybody is, is looking forward to. Uh, before we go there, maybe for the three listeners out there that don't know you, or maybe those who uh, are, are not up to speed with the latest and greatest, can you give us a little bit of background on your role within Mordic? Yeah, sure. So um, a couple of years ago, I came on board with Acquio to help with running the community, basically. And um, just over a year ago, I stepped up to become project lead. So that means that I'm kind of um, responsible for the direction of Mortic, the future direction of Mortic, but also supporting the community. So, yeah, my role is quite diverse. I get involved in quite a lot of things, but ultimately it's like helping people in the community to be able to contribute, helping the project itself to be clear on our direction and trying to remove roadblocks that are causing you know, problems in any of those areas. <laughs> Oh, well, that sounds like a really narrow description of all the, the magic that you pull. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's most... quite hard to describe all the things that I get yeah. involved in. But it's basically, uh, Dries said to me when I started this job that he sees it as like doing what needs to be done. And really, that's a good description when you're a project lead. It's yeah. Doing what needs to be done. So among the things um, that you're doing is uh, acting as a release, release manager for Mordic 4. So that's what we want to talk about today, right? Yeah. It's um, 
only last year that that Mark three came oh, three <laughs> came to the light of the earth um, yeah. and uh, that alone was a really big deal. Another big deal was that the product team introduced a, a rhythm for minor updates and patches and uh, actually delivered on that so so fantastic job and uh, we've been talking about that in on the show um and also it was pretty clear by then that we would need another major release pretty soon uh due to the well the under the hood things and a major release is always defined by by breaking changes as i understand it but um Maybe you can give, give us a bigger picture. Where are we on the road to Mordic 4? What, what is the, the, the timeline for the release, etc.? Before, before we go into what is inside of it, uh, what's the timeline? Yeah, sure. So we're actually running a little bit behind schedule uh, for Mordic 4. So we were due to be releasing on the 28th of May, and it's now the 1st of June when we're recording this. Um, the main reason for that is we've not had a huge amount of people helping us with testing, um, but also with helping us fixing bugs that we find as, as we're testing uh, within the team. So, you know, we, we don't want to release software that has more bugs than the previous version, if that makes sense. Oh. So when we find bugs, we need to have them fixed. And then when they're fixed, we need to have them tested. Um, so that's why we're running a bit behind. Uh, in terms of the schedule, we released the beta, which had an awful lot of new features and bug fixes since the alpha. So we released that last week. Mm -hmm. And we were planning to release the release candidate on Monday, but we haven't really done enough testing on the upgrading part. So like if you're already running Mortic 3.3, uh, and you need to update to Mortic 4. We haven't done enough testing on that. So that's probably going to be pushed back to next week, mm -hmm. thinking, which will be the 7th of June, um, assuming all goes well with that testing. So really, I'm thinking we're realistically going to be releasing the um, general availability. So that's when everyone gets that nice little message to say there's an update available. Um Probably around or more likely after Mortic Conference Global. The reason I say more likely after is because a lot of the people involved in the release process are also involved in Mortic Conference Global. So we're going to have a lot of stuff on. So it might be that we actually wait until after the event. Oh, um, I'm, I'm all for that. R rather give it a, another week or two or three uh, than... than shelling out untested or, or bad so bad software yeah and, yeah and there's lots of moving parts you know we've had some really major things that have been um contributed to in Mautic 4 so we do really need to make sure that they all work as they're expected to work one thing that we definitely won't have which we were hoping to have is php 8 support hmm. so that's most likely going to come in the 4.1 release which will be three months after we release 4.0 purely because well firstly because we haven't quite finished um the pull request to actually implement it but also some of the um, libraries and tools that we're dependent on haven't actually finally 
finished implementing PHP 8 support themselves. Mm -hmm. So we sort of have to wait for them to actually get that in their software so that we can then ship it for us. But we've we've done a lot of work to make sure we're ready for it in Mortic 4. So it's coming, just it won't be coming with the 4.0 release. Yeah, well, that's, that's cool. It's one of those under the hood features uh, that not too many people would care about at this point with, with PHP 8 not being mainstream yet. Uh, so let's mm -hmm. talk about what is in Mordic 4, what is features, enhancements, or, or hidden hidden gems, etc. Do you have any things that you want to bring up? Yeah, so if we start with the under the hood stuff, so this is the stuff that's not particularly exciting to the average user of Mordic, but it's important stuff and it may be exciting to developers. So um, the big one is Symphony 4, and you talked about earlier, like we knew that we had to do another major release, and that's because Symphony is the framework that we are based on in Mortic, mm. and they have a release schedule, which means they have major releases and they drop support at certain points in time for the previous release. So we have to update to Symphony 4 because they're dropping support for Symphony 3, which is what we're on at the moment. Um, so that's that's included. I mentioned we had lots of um, updates to our underlying dependencies so that we can support PHP 8. Um, so that was uh, provided in the alpha release. We also did some um, refactoring and updating of old code that we didn't get around to doing in the Mortic 3 release. So this won't make much difference, but it's just like cleaning up, like cleaning house, you know, cleaning up old stuff. Mm -hmm. We've got some other ways to manage and install Mortic with Composer, which we can talk about a little bit later because that's one of the main initiatives. Um, anyone who's been doing pull requests for Mortic will have at some point had me ask them to improve their test coverage. And thanks to all of those people, it's increased by 10% in the last year. So we've gone from about 31% of our code having automated test coverage to about 41% now. Wow. And that might seem like a small amount, but it's a huge amount of work to actually write those automated tests. <laughs> and in some cases, developers have had to completely pull apart the code and rewrite it in order to write tests. So big hugs to all you developers who've pursued yeah, our and, requests. And uh, same to you, Ruth, because I, I, I know it, it's a drag. And I also know it, it involves a lot of education too, because many developers are not even familiar with the concept or, or are not uh, used to doing it as thoroughly as, as we do it in Mordic now. And then so that's a big step forward in the future. Yeah, and we have had some real pushback from some people who've said, I don't understand why I need to write tests because there weren't tests there before. Um, and we've been kind of quite understanding but also quite firm in that well we have to improve this coverage somehow and this mm. is how we're doing it by not merging any pull requests that either reduce that, that reduce coverage so they have to either maintain it at the level that it's at or they have to improve coverage yeah. so um we've made a couple of exceptions where we know that a developer is going to write the tests for us but they haven't quite got it ready in time to merge the pull request. So then we said, okay, we'll merge the pull request, but then merge the test later. Shh, don't but, tell I mean, anyone. <laughs> yeah, shh, don't tell people. Those are people yeah. who we know will be good for their words. So yeah. 
that's been massive. But we've also had some people from Acquia working on improving the efficiency of our automated tests because sometimes they can take like half an hour for all the tests to run, which can be a real pain. Mm. And some of these have resulted in massive improvements in, in efficiency. So so that's a big thing for us as a project. Um, another under the hood thing is um, we now dynamically detect the database that you're using we used to hard code it and that caused a few problems in previous releases, particularly with more people using MariahDB than MySQL now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a tab in Mortic now which has your database info. So it helps enormously when you're debugging stuff or helping people in the forums because you can say, go to the database info tab and it will tell you what database version you're using. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, and there's a bunch of performance and scalability improvements that have come in as well. Yeah, so that's so, so, under the hood. Yeah, so, so we have two things, basically. One is more on the side of technical debt, so things that yeah. we should have done in the past and you know, finally get around or got around doing. And the other is yeah. that we do have some actual improvements that, that mm-hmm. help all the admins, et cetera, out there. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's and we're still chipping stuff. away at those things, you yeah. know, like <laughs> test coverage and things. We're still chipping away at. So, um, yeah, and then user-facing stuff. So the things that people who use Mortic might be interested in. We finally got the test coverage for the tag management user interface increased Ooh. enough to merge it. Woohoo! I think that was <laughs> some of your team who, who provided that. Yeah. Um, so you can now go to tags in the left-hand menu. You'll see all the tags that are in use. You can create new tags from there. You can manage them, like delete them and what have you. You can see people who are um, assigned to that tag by clicking on a link, although there was a bug report I saw this morning, so I need to check that out. So that's great for users. I think that's been a real um, feature that's been missing. So yeah, super. Um Another thing is the new email and landing page builder. So that will be available by default, but you can turn it off and go back to the legacy builder if you want to in Mortic mm-hmm. 4. In Mortic 5, we will be removing the legacy builder altogether. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's for emails and landing pages, and that's using Grapes.js, if you haven't come across it before, which is an open source uh, framework. And that has been predominantly done by Web Mechanic and idea Two, who are two of our community partners um they've been really great on that initiative um yeah and we have email some new email themes that are Ooh. working with that new builder so mm-hmm. there's four new email themes um some super simple that are just like it looks just like a personal email and some nice and snazzy and pretty um but it's a drop it's a drag and drop editor so you can do lots of really exciting things with it um, what else have we got? The marketplace. So this is read-only. You can't actually manage plugins with it yet, but you can get a sense of what it's going to be like in the basic basic version of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, there's a couple of other things, like we've got a new rich text editor, but there's not much change between the old one and the new one. It's pretty similar. Um, we've in- implemented... A small change to the user interface for the save and save, apply and cancel. So it's now save, save and close or cancel in that order. So it's better aligned with UX best practices. Yeah, so. well, we're getting there. 
Yeah, we're getting there slowly but surely. So, um, and it's also like green and red. So visually, you can see the difference as well. So in the end, it's it's not like the upgrade to Mordic three, where where people would find pretty much the same user interface, would have to look really deep to find any differences. Now we do have quite a good number of of different things, of better things, of advanced things, etc. Um, yeah, for sure. And there were actually more that we would like to have included, but mm -hmm. we just didn't have enough people testing the features to get them through the thresholds that we require to mm -hmm. be able to actually include them in the release. So, yeah, maybe the more testers we have, yeah. the more we can include. Yeah, may maybe not all of them are necessarily breaking changes, so they can come with 4.1, yeah. 4.2, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That's good. That's okay. It's it's nice yeah. to receive new things <laughs> over the, yeah, the course yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you already mentioned that some of those things came from initiatives. Um, mm -hmm. Are any of those? I mean, I don't want to go too deep into initiative and target teams, etc. But but mm -hmm. are any of these initiatives done with this release of uh, Modic Four, or are they? still uh, working on, on a even more advanced uh, target for the initiative. Yeah, so the Composer initiative, this one's mostly been contributed by Drop Solid, by mm. Nick Wienhoff, um, mm. is pretty much done for the first phase. So we have a couple of phases in this initiative because a lot of things were dependent on phase one being completed, like the Mortic marketplace can't move forward until certain parts of the Composer initiative were yeah. implemented. So pretty much that's been completed. We have a couple of things to test. We have a couple of things to um, make sure that they're working as expected. And we have a lot of documentation to follow up on. That's pretty much done. Mm -hmm. um, and that also had some prerequisites for the next generation project. So some of the work we've done in Composer Initiative is actually laying the foundations for what we're going to be doing in the next generation project. Um, so that's very exciting. And the Builders Initiative as well. So we initially started this initiative uh, doing email on landing page builders with Grapes.js. So we've pretty much done that. I talked about that a bit earlier. There's a couple of bugs that we're working on. There's a couple of areas where... Um, We're slightly tweaking the code to make it better for developers to work with. Adrian Schimpf is working on that from idea two. Mm -hmm. um, and we need to improve the test coverage from the JavaScript side of things on the builder. But that's pretty much done. I'd like us to have a phase two for that where we think about where else we could actually improve the experience using a builder. So kind of dropping seeds of like maybe the forms section and the focus items might benefit from having a builder experience but that mm -hmm. will be like a phase two or a separate initiative entirely yeah so. okay um you already mentioned uh the next generation of mordic i'd like to discuss that in a minute as well but mm -hmm. but i know that many people are keen to learn about the process of upgrading from mordic 3 yeah. to mordic 4 how big of a deal is that how well supported uh, so will I it will it be Yeah, so I've just been testing that before I came on this call, actually. Ooh. And the exciting thing is that it looks like we can just do the usual process of take a backup and make sure your backup works and then 
Mortic update find, Mortic update apply, and you're on Mortic 4. There's a couple of issues we're going to have where we need people to make a couple of changes to any email themes or landing page themes, templates that you have, mm -hmm. um, because we now have a way of saying this template is able to be used in these builders. Yeah. So there'll be a one-line change that will need to be made to um, configuration files for your themes, which we will have documented. But other than that, I was able to test that locally and it all worked and the world didn't end. <laughs> hmm. I was able to navigate around all the areas. Yeah. So we need to do more testing on that, but it looks like it will just be a standard Mortic update rather than Mortic 3, like 2 to 3, which was a specific script you had to run to do the update. Mm -hmm. What about the API and then the OAuth? Uh, so in OR, in terms of OAuth, we are uh, removing OAuth 1. I mean, it hasn't been supported since 2012. Mm -hmm. So it's long overdue being removed. Mm -hmm. um, we will have OAuth 2 client credentials, which is uh, two-legged authentication. So that can often be used as a drop-in replacement. Mm -hmm. And we all still have OAuth 2. So they should all continue to work as expected. Okay. And the API, I haven't done any testing on yet. But as far as I'm aware, that should also continue to work. Ooh. Okay. So, so the yes, only thing we'll as probably... I say, more testing required. So don't take my word for it. I mean, in a week's time, we might be in a different place. Oh, so. you're you're <laughs> on the record here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but surely the the um, plugin authors, uh, developers, will have to make sure that they still work well on, on uh, Symphony 4, right? They will have some work to do. Yes. So um, if they if developers need to know what changes there are, we yeah. have an upgrade dash 4.0 file in the GitHub repository. Mm -hmm. And that should tell you everything that's been um, deprecated or removed. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the thing to look at. But pretty much once we release the beta, the vast majority of the changes that are going to be made mm -hmm. will be uh, stable from there on. So okay. between beta and release candidate, usually there might be some bug fixes. There may be some minor features that make it over the line. But okay. generally speaking, most of the stuff will be there. Okay, cool. Now well, that's good to know. Okay, and so conservatively, the the RC, the release candidate, will be the version that I want to test my own plugins against, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say you can start doing that with the beta version which okay. is available now locally in a local environment so we don't want people to be testing the beta version in production yet mm -hmm. please um but yeah release candidate should be effectively this is what we're planning to release yeah okay but but um i, I would guess that the, the bigger problem is the other way around that that too few people are uh, trying out the beta, or if if they do, they don't mm -hmm. give the feedback, etc. So so the testing of the code, the the uh, pull requests, etc. is one thing. And by the way, you did a nice uh, YouTube video on on testing that. Maybe we should link that in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's in in the process before anything is released. The other thing is once mm -hmm. a beta or a RC or whatever is being released. Uh, I would guess you would still want the feedback. What's the best channel for people to give you feedback, thing, things that they find in the beta version, in the release candidate version? Is that yeah, still so GitHub? 
Yeah, I think what would be good is if you can join the Mortic 4 channel on Slack. So oh. if you don't have an invite to Slack yet, you can go to mortic.org forward slash Slack mm-hmm. and, and join. Because that's a good place to say, hey, I've noticed this thing and I think it's Mortic 4 specific. Anyone else, you know, and getting some input and we can help you find out if that's actually a bug or if it's just a misconfiguration or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, any bugs or issues that you find with Mortic 4, it's very helpful if they do get raised on GitHub. You can put Mortic 4 colon before the title of the um, issue. That really helps us when we're triaging to know that's a Mortic 4 issue. Um, it's just one less thing for us to have to, to double check. Yeah. And then we will look at that and see if we can reproduce it and hopefully get it fixed. Awesome. Awesome. Um, good. Then let's talk about the uh, longer term future. Uh, will there be mm-hmm. a Mordic 5 or will there only be a next generation or both? Or what do you think today? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think it's one that we're still kind of figuring out ourselves, really. Um, what we're trying to address with next generation are just some fundamental architectural issues that really, you know, they go back to when Mautic was first created with small to medium-sized enterprise in mind rather mm. than medium to large. And um, it needs some really significant thinking in order to address those issues. So we're still looking at this with some technical architects. And last year in the Mautic conference we gave some thoughts on where we think we're going and a sort of visions for where we're going some of those are still true some of them we're still kind of refining in a way um the reason why there may be, need to be a mortic 5 is timing you know so it's going to be quite a major job for the next generation project mm-hmm. and i mentioned earlier that symphony does uh, has its own release cadence so we don't want to get to the situation where Symphony 4 is no longer supported and is not getting security updates and we're still using it. Because if there's a security issue with Symphony 4, we won't actually get a fix for it. So by that point, we have to be on Symphony 5. And the issue we have there is the way that the front end of Mautic is done, the way everything you see as a user is all done using PHP templates. Mm. and that's been deprecated in Symphony 5. So we've got to basically redo the whole front end of Mautic. Uh, about 700 files need to be changed um, just just to address that issue, yeah. you know, let alone all the rest of the changes with Symphony 5. So that's where the point where we have to decide, like, well, do we do, we do that with the current Mautic and do a next generation project running alongside, or do we just go to next generation? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll be making that decision in the not too distant future uh, but there's still a lot that needs to be done in terms of knowing where we're going with next generation before we can make decisions on that mm. fascinating and that's uh, another initiative right next gen yes next generation yeah. is an initiative and when we started it we did say we can't start the next generation pl- project plan really until we finish Mautic 4 because so much of it was dependent on the changes we were doing in Mautic 4 Okay. Okay. So if anybody is interested, uh, please feel free to join the initiative and or sneak in and uh, and uh, yeah. yeah, get involved.
Yeah. In particular, we're looking for people who have experience with um, Angular uh, because we're thinking that the front-end application will probably be written in Angular. Hmm. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. Oh. Huh. <laughs> but you can actually see all of the information and you can watch back the calls that we've had where we've been talking about the plans for Mautic uh -huh. Next Generation um, on the Confluence page. So that will be linked in the channel on Slack. Okay. Good. Um, you already said we're recording this on, on June 1st. So that means that Morticon, mm -hmm. uh, Mautic Conference is only two weeks from now. Um, yep. Is there anything specifically that you want to pitch, that you want to recommend to people? Oh, wow. There's a thing. I think there are some really great talks. Um, I think it, it. what's the great thing for me is that we're able to bring together the whole community. So we're having the event over two days rather than one day this time. We've got a great training day happening on the day before as well. So there'll be two courses from OS training, the same courses they ran last year, mm -hmm. and also a webinar that's going to be done by um, Acquia, which is going to be aimed more at marketers who want to take things further with Maltec, and that's a two-hour webinar for free. Mm -hmm. So information is going to be going up about that very soon on the website. Um, I'd recommend just dropping in over the two days to the sessions that you're interested in. We've also got the community track where we'll be having opportunities for you to learn about how you can get started contributing to Maltec if you're not contributing at the moment. Um, and in the keynote, I'm going to be talking about some of the future things that we're looking at for Mortic and where where Mortic's going in the future and how you can be a part of that. So, yeah, we'd love to have you join us. And it's from $5, so it's quite affordable. You can give more. If you can give more, that's great. Um, but it's give what you can. Yeah, give what you can, take what you need. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, we go with that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really curious. There's so many things to, to talk about and to learn also. Just like in this mm. conversation, we could have uh, chatted about so many other things. So uh, that means we need to do another one of these uh, interviews. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very much looking forward to, to that one. But for now, thank you so much for, for those insights into Mordic 4. And uh, yeah, see you at Mordicon. Absolutely. See you there. Thanks, Iris. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Ja, ich weiß aus Gesprächen, dass wir im Team äh, die Mautic 4 schon rauf und runter ausprobiert haben. Und ich weiß auch, dass der Marketplace so eins der größeren Dinge ist, mit viel Liebe aber uns aufgenommen. Ja, Leon freut sich immer, wenn er draufklicken kann und Plugins <lacht> <lacht> installieren kann. Naja, also es ist, es ist schon das, was man auch erwarten würde, wenn man aus der WordPress-Welt oder Ähnlichem kommt, dass man halt einen Plugin-Repository hat und mhm. einen Installer und sowas und nicht so Holzweg, wie man das, nee, wie sagt man, Holzklasse? Holzklasse oh, gibt oh, es, ja. Whatever. Also das, wie es bisher halt ging, war schon etwas zu umständlich. Und, ja, und die anderen Sachen, die da so drin sind, Bilder etc. Naja, schaut es euch selber an. Mhm. Genau. Jo, ähm, mehr Community-Sachen ähm, gehen jetzt vor allem mal in Richtung Event. Es ist ganz spannend, dass du die ersten Diskussion auch losgehen über echte In-Person-Events auch wieder. Da ist noch nichts gegessen, soweit ich informiert bin, aber vielleicht passiert dies Jahr noch was. Das wäre schon ganz toll. Insgesamt ist ja im Moment die Stimmung schon sehr optimistisch. In, naja, bei uns in Mitteleuropa sowieso, in, in, in Teilen der Welt auch. 
drücken wir die Daumen und ähm, wenn es dies Jahr nicht klappt, dann eben im nächsten. Aber für die Wartezeit gibt es ja noch die Online-Events. Mhm. Zum Beispiel Lagos ist so das größte, glaube ich, und das kontinuierlichste, wo immer mal wieder gute Speaker sind auf Englisch. Also Mautic Meetup Lagos. Ähm, und das bereits erwähnte Helps Helpdesk Meetup äh, ist halt was ganz anderes, aber halt auch immer eine Reise wert sozusagen, eine virtuelle. Genau. Und es gibt ja noch ein ganz großes Event, nämlich die Mauticon, die als Reminder nochmal für alle startet am 16.7., äh, 16.7., oh Gott, oh Gott, Juni. Genau. Und äh, davor am 15. ist der Training Day. Das heißt, äh, ihr könnt natürlich schon länger äh, Tickets euch organisieren. Das solltet ihr auch gerne tun. Die gibt es auch für schmales Geld. Gerne dürft ihr auch ein bisschen mehr geben und äh, zwinker, zwinker, es gibt auch coole Shirts, wenn man sich ein Ticket holt und für diejenigen, die sagen, ah, eigentlich würde ich gerne, aber <lacht> freies Ticket wären wir lieber, sowas wie Studenten zum Beispiel, äh, wir Leuchtfeuer haben ein bisschen freie Tickets als Kontingent, deswegen einfach uns kontaktieren, wenn ihr Interesse an einem Ticket für die Mauticon habt. Genau und Jetzt mal ein Witz, auf die T-Shirts freue ich mich extrem, die sind richtig cool. Ja, ja. ich bin gespannt. Ja, gut, ähm, ein großes Thema bei der Mauticon werden ja die Tiger-Teams sein. Mhm. Letztes Jahr schon angekündigt, zusammen mit den Initiatives, mit den Initiativen. Die Initiativen haben ja schon reichlich geliefert, wie eben gesprochen. Ähm, die Tiger-Teams sind so noch so in der, in der Vorlaufphase und sollen halt jetzt tatsächlich äh, ja, gekickoft werden oder so ähnlich. Mhm. Ähm, und ich glaube, wir haben 17 Stück und äh, also auf breiter Front jetzt also richtig Vollgas bei Mautic. Krass. Ähm, ja, in die Details können wir jetzt, glaube ich, nicht so reingehen. Wenn, wenn ihr interessiert seid, dann schaut es euch auf der Mauticon an oder ich habe auch einen Link in den Shownotes nochmal, was das ein bisschen erklärt und auch so, wie man mitmachen kann. Ähm, falls du als Zuhörerin oder Zuhörer interessiert bist, sogar auf der Mauticon das eine oder Ding zu, andere Ding zu pitchen, ganz unverbindlich. Mhm. Also zu sagen, also, hey, es wäre doch höchste Zeit, dass ähm, im Kontakt auch die Liedquelle drin ist. Ne? Ach, so. <lacht> ja. Als ein Beispiel, ne? also ich, ich äh, bin äh, voll der Verfechter jetzt von, von einem Tiger-Team äh, für Kontakt und, und Tracking oder sowas. Mhm. Ähm, und, und naja, fünf Minuten Video machen kannst für die Mauticon, dann kontaktiere mich gerne auch direkt, weil wir wollen halt gerne eine möglichst breite Gruppe an Leuten haben, die halt diese einzelnen Themen oder eines dieser Themen ganz unverbindlich pitcht. Cool. Cool, ne? Ja. Jo, ähm, jo, wir sind durch mit dem Stoff. Mit ähm, dem Stoff. Wie gesagt, es gab eine Menge mehr, obwohl wir eigentlich schon, also der letzte Mauticast ist gar nicht lange her, nee. keine zwei Wochen. Genau. Ähm, es ist viel los im Forum, auch im Facebook. Ähm, schaut euch das an, schaut euch auch unseren Newsletter an, da haben wir nochmal ein bisschen weitere Dinge reingeschrieben, die wir jetzt in, der, in die Show heute nicht aufgenommen haben. Mhm. Ähm, erwähnen möchte ich auch nochmal den Lamin, mhm. der hier Woche für Woche oder besser gesagt Episode für Episode die Produktion macht. Ja, Thomas und ich... Wir quasseln nur. Quasseln, wir lachen uns tot. <lacht> und Lamin muss das alles schneiden. Bringen wir uns gegenseitig aus dem Konzept. Und hübsch machen. Genau, ja. ja. ja manchmal lacht er auch. Aber manchmal <lacht> hört keiner. Ja, genau, Daumen hoch, Lamin. Ja, ähm, genau. Und um, an euch auch nochmal vielen Dank, dass ihr uns äh, weiterhin Feedback gebt, dass ihr überhaupt dabei seid. Und ähm, 
ja, sagt es weiter, macht weiter so mit, mit Feedback. Wir freuen uns über alles, äh, Anregungen, Kritik aller Art und äh, freuen uns vor allem, wenn ihr nächstes Mal wieder dabei seid. Bis dahin, tschüss. Genau, bis dann, tschüss. 